Hi, I'm Michael Hartman. I'm Naomi Liu. And I'm Mike Rizzo. And this is OpsCast. A podcast for marketing ops pros. And RevOps pros. Created by the MoPros, the number one community for marketing operations professionals. Tune in to each episode as we chat with real professionals to help elevate you in your marketing operations career. joining us for another episode of Moops TV. I'm Jessica, and today I'm joined by Harjot. Um, Harjot, why don't you start with some quick introductions? Who are you? Where do you currently work? And how long have you been in the marketing ops space? Sure. Yeah. My name is Harjot Singh, and uh, I live in the beautiful Bay Area. And uh, I've, been the mar- I've been in the marketing ops space for almost 10 plus years with my experience from Itachi, Uber, LiveRamp, and now at my current role at Zip. And um, what I really like about marketing ops is really looking at our customer journeys and evaluating our customer journeys. That's, that's what my passion is. I yeah. love it. It's a great passion, I think. <laughs> Uh, sometimes when evaluating tech, people can lose sight of the customer and their journey through the whole process. And I love that that's your area of focus. So we'll get into the specifics of your uh, mistake here in a minute, but at what point in your career did the mistake we're going to chat about today happen? So this really happened around 2019 when I was at LiveRamp and uh, we were in the midst of optimizing our landing pages and uh, getting our tracking in place. So that's when it happened. Awesome. So optimizing landing pages could be any number of systems. Um, What systems were you working in? And tell me a little bit more about what it is you were trying to do. Yeah. So we were, um, as a company, we were expanded, expanding globally into new markets. We were, we were in US, we were in uh, UK, France, and in, uh, in Australia and India and Singapore. So a couple of countries globally. And we were creating campaigns and launching campaigns in each of these countries. And uh, as part of each campaign requirement, we would have landing pages for our assets. And the challenge there was that each of these um, regions had their own website and we wanted to keep their landing pages separate too uh, so that they can be localized for the regional leads and uh, also tracked independently. So if you want to be tracking them independently, you needed separate Google tracking codes uh, to make sure that they are being tracked separately and uh, we can do the reporting cleanly for each of the regions. Right? And that was the whole process of making sure that we can have the right tracking for the landing pages. And all these landing pages were created in Marketo for us. Hmm. Yeah. So what? tell me a little bit more about what specifically broke or what the moves was. Yeah. So from an optimization point of view, what we were really trying to do was we wanted to move away from having to add a new Google Tag Manager code in each landing page. So we came up with a unique idea of using tokens for our uh, Google Tag Manager. So we would create folders for each of our countries and the campaigns for each of the countries and landing pages would be created under that folder. And the tokens would sit at the folder level. So if 
we would have just one place where we would add the GTM code for each of the regions. And it'll just trickle down to each of the assets that are created for each of those regions. And we would just tokenize that GTM code in each of the landing pages. And that's it. It was simple. We thought we did it. And it was good. That optimization was successful. That sounds like a really smart way of approaching that problem. Yeah, we, we're very proud of what we did there. So <laughs> really, really optimizing our tracking there. Yeah, but um, so we really solved for that. Okay, but, but something else went wrong, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, as part of tracking, we we had different tracking codes, which we were integrating with within Google Tag Tag Manager. We had our Google Analytics code. We had our Marketo Munchkin code. We were using Visible for our attribution. We were using demand base. So a lot of different tools that had JavaScripts that needed to be placed in Google Tag Manager. And specifically for Visible, for what, what happened with Visible was Visible tracking code, the best practice and recommendation is to have it outside of Google Tag Manager in head or body so the pages can load faster. But we didn't really didn't see much impact. So we just wanted to move it all together in Google Tag Manager. So that's what we did uh, as part of optimization. And the funny thing was what I really did, and this is where the move spot comes in, is um, in order to place the visible tracking code as part of Google Tag Manager, I worked with our web team, right? And we opened up a request as all marketing ops people, we worked through project management systems and I opened a request. I added the code directly in the request as a comment and told my web person to update it, right? And they did update it and that's it. The project was done. And we checked everything else, everything was working, but we did not check if visible tracking was working because visible touch points take some time to be created. And I, we just didn't spend enough time. And at that time, we weren't using visible holistically as part of our reporting. So that essentially slept through. And the movement really happened three months down the line when we started to really look into visible, use their channel reporting, because that's where the power came in from. Visible, we could tell that which are the sources which are driving registration. You don't really need uh, you don't need a specific way to track UTMs. So Visible does that for you. And that's why we started looking into that channel tracking and build that report. And three months down the line, when we were building that report, our marketing manager told us that the Visible report that you've shared with me and the Marketo report that you've shared with me, they don't match. The form fills for these assets don't match. I'm seeing 100 form fills in Marketo and really no form fills in visible, how that's possible. <laughs> like discrepancy of one or two, totally within the realm of possibility, right? Like they don't have tracking pixels enabled on their computer. They've got a pop-up or a plug-in blocking all that, but a full, there are none, <laughs> Yeah, would make my eyes go like this. Exactly. Um, and that's what really happened. Uh, we It was all mysterious. We started digging back into it what really the issue is. And uh, we looked at the tracking code, everything looked good from a naked eye perspective, all the code looked good. It looked good in our project management tool, looked in Prisable, it looked in Google Tag Manager, looked exactly right, no issues right there. Um, so we raised it to Prisable that this is what's happening. 
and uh, Visible came back to us uh, and they found that when we copy pasted the code from Visible to Google Tag Manager, somewhere in between, we messed up. And to the naked eye, it doesn't seem wrong because when we copy pasted, what really happened is in JavaScript tracking, you have quotes, right? You have double quotes, open and close um, double quotes. And when we copy pasted the visible tracking code from visible to the editor in our project management tool, for some reason, those double quotes actually got inverted. Oh, no. <laughs> and to the visible, to the naked eye, you really can't tell that. And when we copy pasted that from our project management tool back into Google Tag Manager, that's what the wrong code got copied. And it was just, just inversed double quotes. And that's just the nature of editors. They format things a little differently. And that's what really happened. Such a silly mistake. <laughs> very, very costly. <laughs> it's, everyone is so familiar, I think, or most people who listen to this are relatively familiar with, you know, Marketo email editor and making right. sure you don't, or any of the MAPs and making sure you don't copy and paste out of a Word document that will retain formatting and things like that. But I assume that most people probably don't think about it when it comes to like a line of text yeah. uh, that is the... Oh, code um, and how that may also be impacted by the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so it sounds like at this point the error has been going on for three months. So we have three months or so of lost data that we probably can do nothing about. And that the error was found luckily internally, but by a stakeholder who is relying on these reports to make um, business decisions. Yes. Um, what happens kind of at this point, did, what did you do to remedy and how did you acknowledge the, mis the issue to the rest of the team? Yeah, I think, uh, we, de we definitely found the issue. Um, I found, I found myself guilty. So, uh, and I feel that's, that's good. It's good to accept the mistake and that's where the power is. And, um, we accepted that. We accepted that the mistake was made uh, and shared the whole process and being very transparent. And um, to remedy it, we really couldn't do anything, right? Because these are all online touch points. What you lose is the referral traffic where it's coming from, uh, the sources where the leads are coming from. But we sort of had a backup where in Marketo, we had UTM fields where you can source campaign and we were storing information in that. So we had some level of data and we, uh, to remedy some of the reporting or to backfill some of the reporting, we used Marketo data for that three months timeframe to run some of that reporting. We could have created touch points directly invisible as a backfill based on whatever the Marketo form fills happened, but we decided not to, uh, just to keep our data clean and reporting clean moving forward. So that's what we did. But I think the biggest lesson for me here was that being transparent with the team, acknowledging your mistake and learning from it was really, really important. Um, so uh -huh. that's yeah, I, I definitely feel strongly that taking ownership, um, it's something that almost everyone that I've had on the show has touched on in their own sessions is that a big moment of growth is, you know, taking ownership and uh, not sweeping things under the rug. 
you also mentioned learning from your mistake, which is the entire reason why we run this show. Uh, so tell me a little bit more about what you learned and maybe how you've implemented some personal process changes uh, yeah. after your MOOCs. Yeah, no, I think two things that I've learned from here is one, which is more tactical is anytime you want to copy paste any code from one system to another, especially if you want to go through a project management tool, it's, it's acceptable. Use a text editor like Notepad or text edit save that as a text file and then upload <laughs> and share it. It's much more safer way to share that. Uh, the second thing is QA. I think that's what it goes down to is that we just didn't QA the change. Um, so it, it's just very, very important to make sure that you QA any changes that happen. And that's something that I've built in my process moving forward. Any changes that you make, having a QA process next to it has been really helpful. There are some technologies that I looked into after that too, is that sort of do that QA check for you uh, through and through um, for your processes as things change. So I, I think that's that's really good next step with technologies that are coming up with it. So Yeah, I think I know a number of people who've been guilty of Oh, it was simple. It was a simple change, and this thing takes forever to propagate. I know visible touch points. Um, personally, I've found them to be occasionally a little slow, but I um, think reiterating the importance of QA is always a good learning experience. Yeah. Yeah. Also, great tip on attaching the text file. I'm not sure I would have thought of that, but it definitely makes a lot of sense um, as a safe way to pass that over and ensure that copy and paste errors aren't made. I know I recently was working with my web team on deploying a, you know, CNAME entry and they said the same thing. Like, can you send me the file? I don't want to yeah. miss a character and totally mess up the CNAME entry um, or something like that. Yep. So final thoughts. Um, what would you say to somebody who has made a similar mistake? It's Okay. <laughs> That's that's what I would say that uh, if you've made that mistake, just learn from it. Just don't make that mistake again. And I think that's that's a good observation for team culture, too, is that when those mistakes happen, how do you react? How does your team react? How does your team support? That's that's just a very good way to even sets out the culture of the team to us that, and I'm going a tangential here, but it's very, very important today is that, are you in the right culture? Are mistakes acceptable? And they should be, but they should not be repeated same mistakes, but they should definitely be acceptable. So that's, that's what I would say. It's okay. I love you talking about it from the perspective of the team culture. I know as a hiring manager, I often ask candidates to tell me about a mistake they've made. Um, one, to talk about learnings and two, to express that they have been able to learn from those. But I think as a candidate, the next time I'm in the candidate role, I'm curious to ask kind of the inverse. Tell me about a time somebody on your team or recent time, somebody on your team made a mistake yeah. and how that was approached and how you handled it. Exactly. I think it says so much about the culture and I'm going to start asking that if I'm the next time I'm looking for opportunities. I, I did exactly that. And that was very enlightening for me. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a, such a good question. I've gotten, a, I've seen one or two people, or I've heard one or two people say, oh, I've never made a mistake. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think similarly, if a team is, oh, no one on our team makes mistakes, I would be 
That would definitely give me some pause as a candidate. Exactly. Um, What other advice do you have for fellow marketing and revenue ops professionals? Yeah, I'm just going to go back to uh, mistakes and I'm just going to just hype on that is that mistakes happen. They were built to make us stronger and better. That's their whole purpose. So don't shy away from trying something new. In our case, we were trying to be creative by having a more tokenized approach for our tracking. It was a new creative way to do it and we were successful, but we made mistakes, we learned from it. But if you haven't tried a new way, we might not have made these mistakes. So make mistakes. That's that's really the key takeaway and um, try something new. And I, I just end up with, I just wanna end up with uh, this song that's in my head by Kelly Clarkson is what doesn't kill you makes <laughs> you stronger. And I, I'll, I'll appreciate Jessica if you sing along with me. <laughs> um, I don't think our listeners would appreciate hearing my singing voice. <laughs> Neither would they appreciate mine, but I think let's do it together. All right. Okay, Ready? I'm in. One, two, three. What, what does doesn't kill you, you makes you stronger. stronger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good... Uh, piece of advice, I think, um, you know, all across the board, the smartest people I know in this space have learned from mistakes they've made. And it becomes when they're trying new creative and innovative approaches to things. And uh, if you aren't making the occasional mistake, you're probably not pushing the limits of your own professional creativity. Yes. Yes, that's perfect. Any last words of wisdom or anything else you want to share with the audience? I think that's it. Um, I think we shared and uh, it was just great to share this mistake. It's just it's just always been learning with all the mistakes. So, Well, thank you so much for your time and thanks everyone for joining us for another episode. Yeah, likewise. Thank you. Oops.